me, young America, we need to talk. You may think this is uncool. You may even think it is bogus. But I want to tell you about something that has everyone buzzing. Something that concerns mature boys and girls just like you. Something called grassroots. This is Aaron Ashley Simon. This is Brandon Kilabichol. And welcome to another episode of Grassroots Podcast. Of course, if you're a fan, you know this is where we have influencers, hosts, celebrities, and just people who have really dope stories and opinions come on. And legends. And dope, yes. be- and dope beards, too. And, and, yeah, beard gang. Let's be clear. <laughs> beard gang and legends for this episode. Let's Early. be very clear on that one. Um, so, I mean, the voice is distinctive. We'd like for you to introduce yourself and let people know. It's your boy Freeway, Philadelphia Freeway in the building with the grassroots you already know. Finally. Finally. I, I love MCs, man. <laughs> can, can I just say how much, like, I, I, and we were talking about this early on. We were trying to, you know, get you to come on. We, I always felt like you were one of the most underrated Rockefeller people that put out, like, really, really good albums and never got the notoriety that you should have. I feel like that, too. Well, at least we're in the grants. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> at least we're in the grants. Because, yeah, yeah. Lord, I'm like, yo, he makes great bodies of work. And I was talking to um, uh, Royce about you as well. Um, yeah, that's my boy, Royce. Roy- yeah, yeah, Roy- yeah, Royce's family. He's been on on as well. And I always, yeah. we always said that. Another that, great, you, great, high-level MC. Man, mm-hmm. man. Which I, Incredible. I, I always said that I wish that you guys would, would get together. That's how the conversation I happened. I did a joint with them before. I did a joint on... Uh, on the mixtape before they put out their last album. Oh, on the um. Oh wait, wait, wait uh, Bar Exam. Huh? What's the name of that joint? I Bar Exam Four. They had a mixtape. It was like a house on the cover or something like that. And he dropped it before they, not not Roy Solo before uh, they, uh, Slaughterhouse. Yeah, oh, okay, Slaughterhouse. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Our house, our house. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, our yeah. house project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. yeah, I'm excited. Um, so I mean, I guess I guess let's get into it. We're gonna cover pretty much everything. Um, so. First thing I wanted to know was, um, you know, how did the Rock Nation deal come apart? Like, I know between the separation from Rockefeller and then going kind of going back to that same family. So talk yeah. to us a little bit about that. I just basically reached out to Jay. We had a, uh, they did the, we did the B-Size concert with him, mm-hmm. you know, when I had, uh, gave him some music. And I was like, you know, I'm interested in coming back to the fam. Let's make it happen or whatever. Then I had an independent situation where I owed the uh, independent company another album. So once I got that out the way... Reach back out to him like let's make it happen. He like it's nothing. Let's do it. That's that's got to be good. A great yeah. feeling, especially yeah. something like that. To still, you know, what I'm saying, still believe in your music after all of these years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, how how was that conversation as far as like your vision? Because I know um, at least for a lot of seasoned uh, artists that you know go independent and then go back to a label, your, your perspectives are different and your goals are different. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, so like talk- my whole my whole new situation is way better than. Any situation I ever had as a recording artist, you know, I, uh, I got a partnership with Rock Nation. I own my masters. You fire. Know, so, That's fire. You that know, Jay really, really laid, laid it out for me, made sure everything was straight. And mm-hmm. I really appreciate that. Yeah. That's dope. So at this point, like, what does it mean to you as an artist to own your masters? I don't think a lot of people understand how important it is for any artist I mean, it, to have that. It means everything. Like, you, we own, I own my masters. I'm in control of my music. I could do what I want with it, you know, and, yeah. and that's a blessing, you know. And I've never been in that position before throughout my whole career, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So 
It's great. And so you obviously you made several changes, several jumps with labels and just uh, the groups that you've been around. Yeah. How have you felt that your music has progressed? And not even with, you know, the influence and, and the kind of like the situations that you have with your health, but in general, how have you felt that your music has developed and grown over time? I think it de it's definitely has developed and grown as I developed and grown, you know, uh, if you if you're always studying your craft, you have no choice but to elevate. You're just like a basketball player, football player. You're in the gym, you're working at your art. You're going to get better, and you know that's what I do. And you know naturally, I seen more of the world. I, I did more things, so I have a lot to talk about. I'm an artist that you know I'm a reality artist. I, I, I rap about what I see, what I go through, things that surround me, things that affect me, my family. You know, so as I have more trials and tribulations as life goes on, I grow. Mm -hmm. Now, I want to talk about growth because, um, and we were talking off air, obviously, I, I can definitely hear the growth in your music. Thank you, bro. Um, and I can also hear that your cadence is different. I feel like there's more passion in, in it. And not to say that there was never passion, but mm -hmm. there's something different when you deliver. It, it, it's almost like it's a humbling sound, if that makes sense. Like when I listen to it now, I, I get a little bit more of you. I feel like you're a little bit more connected, a little bit more sound than what you were before. Yeah, probably so, you know, because um, I'm more connected, you know, and, and you know, and with past projects that I drop, you know, I, you know, I always read the reviews and everything, and a lot, of, a lot of things that the people were saying is like, you know, the albums are great, but you still haven't opened up to us, so mm -hmm. I kept that in mind with this project, and I definitely wanted to open up more, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I feel like I did a good job with that. Mm-hmm. So when you and me and me keeping it, excuse me, me yeah. keeping it 100 and keeping it real, you know, it's, pa it's passion in that. So yeah. it probably comes out through the music. Well, that's what I'm saying. It connected with me more than anything. Like, this is the first time I listened, and I was like, oh, sh like, I'm learning something different. Like, we, I, kn I know you can rap. I know that you can do all these things. I'm like, I'm starting to hear the personal side. I'm, I'm very big into that. Hence, that's like, the, the, yeah. a lot of the artists that we, we've had on, like, we're big into stuff like that. That's good. I'm curious to know, you come from an era of rappers who didn't have social media. You came from an era where you sold tapes, actually mm -hmm. CDs and everything like that. Um, how have you noticed, you know, with your pro your projects before versus now, the influence of social media and how it impacts you, your sound, label deals, music, compared to them before? I mean, when I first came in the game, you know, you had to get in a van, you had to go from city to city, you had to touch, the, actually touch the people, you had to take DJs out for dinner, like, mm -hmm. you had to really put your work in, you had to really be out there grinding. You know, and that's cool. Like, you know, that that's where I come from. But but the climate in music now, you know, and with with the internet, social media and everything, you could press one button and your music can be heard by the whole world. You know, so you know, it's cool. I like it, you know, and you know, we definitely adjusted to it. You know, I'm real heavy on social media mm -hmm. and you know, I try my best to be in the mix. Well, even with that, um, about opening up on social media, I was kind of surprised at like how you shifted. Like a lot of artists, um, they try to s stray away from their personal battles with sicknesses and things yeah, like yeah. that. You seem to be very vocal about it, and um, more so trying to inform people of you know the disease and and, and how to go about it, and, and even some of the, the ups and downs that you've had with getting dialysis. I, you know, I follow a lot of it, yeah, so yeah. I thought that that was interesting. So I wanted to talk a little bit about that. Like, why did you feel it was so important to you know where most people would look at it as a weakness and hide it? You, you're approaching it head on. Because the main reason why I felt felt as though I should do that is 
I was running around with three of the leading risk factors for kidney failure. One is just being African American. Another one is hypertension. Another one is diabetes. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure if somebody would have pulled my coattail, I would have started to take the proper steps towards making sure that I don't let my, myself degrade like I did. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. There was no one out there. I didn't, you know, I had a few examples in my family, like my uncle Chuck just got a transplant like three or four years ago. Mm -hmm. My cousin Shandia, she actually had kidney issues and she died because she wasn't taking care of herself. Oh, wow. I'm sorry. You know, and, you know, I had examples in my family, but I still wasn't aware or, or still didn't think that it would happen to me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So whatever I can do to spread the awareness and just to open people's eyes and just to let them know, you know, it, this is a possibility. It can happen to you, especially if you have any of the ailments that, that, that led to me having kidney failure, like hypertension or diabetes, or so mm -hmm. just being African-American. That's just a risk factor. Yeah. So, you know, you, it's important what you put in your body, you know, what you take in. And, you know, just being from the hood and being from the inner city, we don't have too many choices. Yeah. And not enough information, too. And not yeah. enough information. You know, we got corner store, liquor store, mm -hmm. Chinese store, you know. Which I have a whole nother theory about that purposely being done in inner cities. Yeah, most oh, yeah. definitely. I, I 100 leads back think to the purpose of gentrification, 100%. white flight. Yeah, that, that. that's not done for just accidental purposes exactly. or a great opening. But yeah, not to cut you off, but I, I really that bothers me when I see shit like that because I believe that. Yeah, so that's that's one of the main reasons why I'm vocal about it. We did a documentary called Think Free mm -hmm. that will be releasing soon, okay. and it covers my fight with kidney failure from when it first happened to present date. Okay. You know what I'm saying so. Whatever I can do to inform the people, try my best. Yeah. So when it comes to hip hop, hip hop is synonymous with uh, wealth and also knowledge. Mm -hmm. When will it become synonymous with health? We've seen a lot of uh, artists going through health problems. Mm. Everyone from you know Lil Wayne being in the hospital, Fife Dog, rest in peace. Rick Ross. When will we, Rick Ross? When will we get to a point where health is incorporated into the hip hop lifestyle? Hey, we pushing for it. That's why I'm so vocal about what I'm going through. You know, we got brothers like Styles and Kiss mm -hmm. and Sheik, you know, with, with what they're doing with the, with the juices for life. And, you know, we're getting older. So, you know, it's definitely important for us to take care of ourselves. And I'm glad brothers are taking the steps towards doing that. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully it will help influence more people. Mm -hmm. what, what was it like when you first, because I, 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 it's almost like being at, at the pinnacle of your career, being like such a huge artist, you almost feel un, untouchable. Yeah. So w when you then find out that you, you, you now have this disease and now you have to approach life differently and things differently, how does that, how does that work for you? Even, even rapping-wise, you felt like um, it would kind of be a chink in your armor at some point? I mean, of course, it was a huge smack in the face when it happened, a huge lifestyle adjustment. Mm -hmm. But, you know, one of the things that that got me through and probably the main thing that got me through I'm pretty sure y'all know that I'm Muslim mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and my faith in God I know that you know God won't put nothing on me that I can't handle mm -hmm. and that's the mind state that I had going into it and you know I, I never felt like once I got through everything and I got put on dialysis and I seen how I would feel and I knew that I would be able to move around and do stuff I didn't really feel like it would affect my career too much yeah. I was more uh, concerned with helping and informing the people so mm -hmm. it won't happen to anybody else. You yeah. Know? yeah. Now, for those who don't know, um, dialysis is, you know, the process of removing toxins essentially from your body. Yeah. And that can, that takes hours upon hours. Yeah. Do you spend, how, what do you do during that time? Do you spend that time reflecting? Do you like write your verses and lines? Right there? Fire. I do different, I do different <laughs> things. Like it depends on the day. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes I might read, you know, sometimes I might watch a movie. 
Uh, if I was in the studio the day before, I might go through some bars, you know, put some stuff together. You know, it depends on how I feel. Sometimes I might just sleep. You know, it depends on the day. Yeah. You know, but it's definitely a good time for me to reflect. I'm, I have to do it three times a week, four hours a day, no matter where I'm at. Talk. You're making a lot of noise over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to do it three times a week, four hours a day, no matter where I'm at. Like, I was just in, um, in L.A. You know, we were just out there for the BET Awards. Mm-hmm. I had to do dialysis out there Friday and Monday. Yeah. You yeah. know, so, you know, that's, it's a little weird just having, you know, because I do it at home. With, at my unit that I'm used to. So when yeah. I travel, I have to do it with different people. So it's a it's little a weird, little you know, but yeah. it's still, you know, the healthcare industry. So they try their best to make sure that I'm comfortable and everything, you know, mm-hmm. but. What books and movies are you, are you watching and listening or? or all different kinds of stuff. Like, you know, a lot of uh, Islamic literature and stuff like that. A lot of different movies. I'm a huge Game of Thrones Fan, so. Everyone keeps saying, y'all gotta uh, watch Game of Thrones. You ain't watched Game of Thrones yet? So check this out. This, nah. this, this is my issue. This, this, is my, this is my issue. Watch Game of Thrones, the first season, and I, spoiler alert for people that have never seen it, the main character dies in the first season. The listen, king. So I'm like, I'm thrown. I'm like, listen, yo, I ain't never seen listen, a show I, where I, I the main how nigga felt. goes. Like, I'm like, why am I watching the show? It's so much deeper than that, though. Like, he, he, you will forget all about the king and once you get to the second season. That's what everyone keeps saying. That's what As soon as he dies, it's a new king. Mm-hmm. You know, it's Different his son. Different threats. Well, supposed to be a son, but, you know, there's so much stuff going on. It's, it's like I really got to get back into it, man. I really do. Because I, when I, I was disappointed, I'm very big on watching shows and then, yeah. like, hopefully the show stays on. But I get mad when the show gets cut off when I really, really like the show. So yeah. I felt like yeah. that was the first sign. Like, all right, this, they, they about to get these niggas out of here. Like, nah. they, they killing the king and all types of shit. So yeah. I was like, Ugh. I felt like that, too. Like, when, he first, when the king first died, I'm like, oh, this is some bullshit. Yeah, but like. It is so much more than that. And it's so deeper than that. You got really, when you got some time, you need to binge watch that. Gym. Yeah, I think I'm gonna get back into it. <laughs> en- enough is enough. <laughs> I've been telling you. I, I know. I've been telling I know, you. I know. I know. Um, so I want. I wanted to talk about two inspirations. This is one thing I, I never really found out about you as far as uh, musically. Um, who are some of your inspirations? I, I would assume Jay would be obviously. Yeah, you guys course, have such you know, a, a type on. That's of course, a, a, no, Jay, a given. You know, uh, but like before that, like. In my early stages, my influence is like Tretch from Naughty by Nature, mm. Drez from Black Sheep, okay, uh, Guru from Gangstar. Uh, then you know, of course, NWA when they came out, Scarface, mm-hmm. Snoop, you know, Pac, you know, everybody, you know, from my generation, like the, I'm pretty sure the same people that you love, yeah, inspired you. It's probably the same people now. Um, I want. I'm thinking label, right? Because you're again. I keep saying that you're so seasoned. Did, did you ever think about you having your own independent artist and you being the, the front runner? Because, like I said, people always say it. We. It's a common conversation of yo, freaking put an album together. Yeah. The, so, way, the way my situation is set up at Rock Nation, I can sign artists. Oh, work. Okay. And run them through there, and that's something that we're definitely going to get into in the future. That's. You know, that's I just wanted to good. crack the door open with what you know, mm-hmm. yeah. what I had going on. But you know, we definitely set up to do that and. We're definitely going to bring that to fruition. 
Oh yeah, that's dope. Are you? Are you? I mean, obviously you have your own thing going on. You're focusing on your health, but uh, do you think this is like a perfect time to kind of start creating this? Um, I wouldn't even call it a funnel system, but just bring more awareness to Philadelphia artists. Like now, like we're having more artists aside from Meek Mill and Lil yeah. Uzi Vert. You know, yeah, even Atlantic God, Bree Steves, and yeah. yeah. And now, like Philly's is being looked at the same way it was back then with you and Cassidy and some mm -hmm. of the others. It'll so, be Philly's year. We keep yeah. fans on the show. Yeah, it feels like you know we. First and foremost, you know we the champions. You know? <laughs> Shout out to yeah. my Eagles. Yeah. And, you know my Sixers. Right. Sixers went go all the way, but we was balling, baby. You know, and Sixers went far further than I expected. Keeping it a buck. Yeah, most definitely. It's a good time for Philly. You know, Meek just came home. He doing yeah. his thing. Just dropped an incredible single. Mm -hmm. I just dropped the album. You know, we got Lil Uzi Vert doing his thing. P and B Rock. Mm -hmm. There's so many people uh, in the city that's, that's that's coming up. Like my yeah. boy Ao Two One Five. Uh, you know, it's just so many, so many talented artists that's that's on a, on on the verge of really making something happen, man. It's a good time for Philly. Yeah, talk to me a little bit about me, cause I know you obviously Philly Philly brothers. Um, what were some of the things that you were kind of helping them with as far as maybe keeping them up while he was locked down? Like you know, just kind of giving yeah, well, them. You strength. know, I, I I participated in all the rallies that he had. Mm -hmm. He just had a rally uh like a week and a half ago. I was there and I spoke at the rally. Mm -hmm. You know, I I got a lot of love for me. I was there when he. When he, the first time he went to court, and he was, you know, when he got let out, like even before he started popping, yeah, you know what I'm saying. And we always had a good relationship. And besides that, I've been through what he's going through. I've been through the prison system in Philadelphia, mm -hmm. and when I got locked up, I uh, got charged with possession, possession with attempted deliver. I was like actually in a house working, mm -hmm. and you know they didn't have a warrant to come in the house. So when I get in the courtroom. They like, yeah, we seen him on the street. He was making a hand-to-hand -hand sell on the streets oh, and this wow. and that. Yeah. And I'm like, these motherfuckers is lying. I wasn't in the street. I was in the house. But you can't fucking argue with the cops. It's a little black kid from the hood versus these two white officers Yeah, that are... Officers of, officers of the law. So who's the judge going to believe, me or them? Mm -hmm. Like, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, I don't got no chance. Yeah. yeah. And I'm pretty sure that's how everybody feel when they go in that joint. Yeah, I actually saw that Philadelphia has, like, one of the worst, like, turnover rates for uh, probationary periods. Like, yeah. a lot of people that go out during probationary, they end up going back in. Yeah. Um, yeah. From your experience, like, why is it so important for us now more than ever to have prison reform and to fix some of these broken systems? Because there's people that are going to jail for for things that they shouldn't be going to jail. Yeah, for, or, for they're, or there's corrupt people that are putting black men into jail and, and just people into jail. You see Meek, Meek is a millionaire, and he couldn't avoid going to jail for something stupid, for, yeah. for willing a dirt bike and for some issues he had in the airport with somebody that was being disrespectful to him. Mm -hmm. So when they put you on probation, they set you up, for they set you up to fail. They'd be like, like, when I got put on probation, they like, oh, yeah, I know you'll be back. You're going to be back. We're going to see you. Like, you're going back to jail. Like, that's the mind state that they have. They, mm -hmm. they almost expect you to fuck up. And it's designed for you to fuck up. I'll give you a perfect example. I'm pretty sure y'all heard about the uh, two brothers that got locked up that was in the Starbucks. Yep. And they wasn't really doing nothing, but yeah. they got locked up. Mm -hmm. That's a that's a violation. Like, if that was Meek, and even though he didn't do nothing, but just his interaction with the police and him getting locked up and going to the district, that's considered a violation. And mm -hmm. that could send him back to prison to do two to four years. That's some bullshit, right? Yeah. That's crazy. That is. It's like they set you up to fail. It's not fair at all. And something something that I just learned a few days ago from my old from from my old heads, I didn't even know that they set up 
like like uh, originally they set up the police to gather up the slaves, like the runaway slaves and all that from the beginning. I wasn't even aware of that. So that's crazy. Like, yeah. th- like the police system was originally set up to gather s- runaway slaves and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So that's yeah. the mentality of these police officers. Yeah. Like, it's started, crazy. It started it's, after the Civil War, Charleston, South Carolina, actually. That's where that started. Mm-hmm. And then it trickled over to, the, to these areas. Yeah. And, and again, it's hidden now. Like, I really feel like, to your point, when, when people get locked up, you are targeted. And, and if, if by chance you don't mess up, they'll find a way to make you mess up. Point, exactly. c- case yeah. in point, Meek. You know what I'm saying? To get yeah. locked up for a wheelie, that's got to be the dumbest shit ever. And then I, I saw an update today where I, I guess he was trying to, Meek was trying to get off his, his uh, out of the court situation or whatever, or, or get it moved. That same judge is still targeting him. Yeah. And it's like, why isn't that no one does anything about that? Especially it, it, yeah. more now than ever. You know what I'm saying? You, so yeah, many corrupt cops. Yeah, like so many corrupt cops were found out during that time. And, and the officer that locked Meek up, they found to be corrupt. Like, there's a lot of yeah. cases getting overturned that he had. And she still don't want to throw me case out, like you know, and it has nothing to do with nothing else but that he's a celebrity. Yeah, that's crazy. And she got a hard on for him. That's crazy. Well, Jay is someone who's getting heavily involved in prison reform. Like he is getting involved in organizations that are dealing with that. I think they're like developing like an application too to kind of assess with it. Is that something that you may be interested in getting involved with? Of course, you're going to be an advocate for kidney disease and health, Mm -hmm. but this is something that also is plaguing the black community and also hip hop. I'm involved. I'm in it. Like I told you, I'm like every uh, Raleigh Meek had. I was there to speak. You know, uh, I'm I'm involved in it. police in Philadelphia killed my first cousin, my cousin Raheem Pridgen a few years back, you know, and um, they said he had a gun on him. He didn't have a gun on him. He just got shot a few, probably like six months before that. So he had like a little limp when he walked. Mm -hmm. So they thought he was reaching for a gun. They killed him. They got desk work probably for a couple weeks and then nothing happened after that. That's crazy. We had to bury him and they back out on the streets. Kill us. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Badge killers really walk the earth the way that they do and, and with no repercussions. Well, there's there's good and there's bad people, yeah, you know? Yeah, not all cops are bad. I mean, yeah, just I mean, like in, yeah. in anything you do in life is, yeah. is, is good people and is bad people. I'm pretty sure it's good officers mm-hmm. that uphold the law and do their job. But just like it's good officers, it's corrupt officers yeah. that don't give a fuck and they want to see you fall and want to see you down. Yeah. Like, what about the, 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 health, the health systems within prisons? Like... Um, you know, obviously when people go to prison, like, is it something where certain jails or certain establishments, you'll, they'll get good health? Or is it something where, like, for example, if someone has diabetes and they go to jail, mm-hmm. um, is there appropriately set up health programs to keep them alive and keep them okay? As far as, I, as, far as I know, you know, I haven't been in the prison system in years as far as myself. You know, yeah. when I mm-hmm. went through that, I'm like, I'm not going back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I learned my lesson. But as far as I know, you know, they definitely take care of you. You know, they give you your meds and everything. And there's brothers that's in jail that's on dialysis. And, you know, they are able to get their treatments in there. Because if, if they didn't, that would be inhumane. Like, you know, yeah. if, if you don't get your treatments for a certain amount of time, you could die. So mm-hmm. yeah. they can't do that to people. And but the health the healthcare system is fucked up. It's probably worse on the streets. Because yeah. on the streets, if you ain't got insurance, you ain't getting nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So... Plus, has a huge liability anyway. They're not going to take the chance of not taking care of inmates in, in certain regards, I guess, yeah. when it comes to medical situations. Um, but let's let's pivot a little bit. I, I really want to get into the project. So yes, talk, talk to me about this. I, we've already gotten to the part where, you know, you wanted to open up. Um, why did you feel comfortable at this point out of, out of all times? 
I mean, it's just where I'm at with it. You know, I'm, you know, I'm a grown man. You know, I didn't did everything. Yeah, you know, I didn't seen it all. I did it all. Signed every autograph, took every flick, mm-hmm. as as the great Jadakiss said. <laughs> and you know, I definitely feel as though it's important to open up, especially with what I'm going through with the health and everything. You know, so that's what I did, and I'm getting a great reception from it. Yeah. What's your favorite record on the on the album that you that you wrote that was maybe near and dear to your heart? And also, I want to know what inspired you to write it. Uh, I would probably, I really can't pick a favorite record, but I would probably say All Falls Down. Okay. You know, just because, you know, throughout all my trials and tribulations, everything I've been through, one thing I realize is God is always there for me. And, you know, sometimes it's easy to forget that, but you always got to keep it, keep it in your mind. That's why on the hook, on the hook I'm like, you know, my Aki told me you don't forget that God with you. Mm-hmm. My mama told me you don't forget that God with you. Nori Muhammad told me, y'all see God in you. So don't forget that God with you. God bless you. Like the brother Nori Muhammad, he's like uh, the, underst- the understudy for uh, uh, Farrakhan. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, I seen him one day at the Brooklyn Bowl. No, it was the Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Festival, I think. Yeah. And he was like, it's a lot of artists that I see. But he's like, you one of the artists that I see and I really see God in you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I took that to heart. That's why I threw that in the hook. That's deep. Whatever. That's yeah, actually really deep. The record, you know, the whole basis of the record is no matter what you go through, God is always there for you, man. Mm-hmm. When even like when I when my kidneys failed and all all my homies start disappearing and all that, God never left me. He was always there. You know yeah. That's that's got to be heart wrenching in itself though. Like to be close with so many people, and then you get sick, and then you you got yeah. really no one to turn to. Like how does yeah. how does that work? Like do you even still even see these people now? They're like oh, freeze I mean, better. Like what up? I know what it is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying like of course I'm not going to extend myself as much as I would have. You know, a few people had to get the scissors. Mm-hmm. You know, but the ones <clears throat> that I still deal with, I just, I just know what it is. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I guess that's that's the best thing. I have an interesting question. New up and coming artists today. If if you could mentor one of them, who would it be? New up and coming, mm-hmm. uh, it would probably be you know the brother Rallo. Okay, mm-hmm. that got locked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cause he Muslim. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, so yeah. If, I, if I really had the chance to chop it up with him, you know, I'm pretty sure I could probably help steer him in a better mm-hmm. direction. Not saying you know, I mean he's locked up right now, and not saying what he was doing before he got locked up was fucked up. Yeah. I mean, he was successful and, you know, he was taking care of his family. But, you know, yeah. I'm pretty sure if I got to chop it up with him, I could, you know, give him some good advice. Yeah. Yeah, now, um, interesting enough, there's there's been a lot of situations with young artists and people have been, especially OGs, like even like Joe, is mm-hmm. saying that some of these young artists don't understand about street life and how street life doesn't care about music it doesn't care yeah, about yeah. anything and as as someone who has grown up in the streets of philly and has matured even as a person and musically how what's your advice and how can people who are older or old heads or just people within hip-hop help these young artists understand like the street is 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 rough like you can't play around with I stuff mean, like the, that the best way to to, to to show anybody or to teach anybody is the lead by example you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. other than that, you definitely reach out, tap them on the shoulder, you know, try to give them some good advice. Because you, really you really don't understand. Like, just being in the mix, it happened to Tupac. Like, when Tupac got shot, he like, I can't believe these motherfuckers shot me. I'm doing this shit for y'all. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm out here repping for y'all. This is, I'm doing this for y'all. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure that's how a lot of artists feel. But, you know, the streets don't care. Like, yeah. 
they they unforgiving. Like you know, when you're hungry, they got opportunity to try to take advantage of you or get at you. They gonna do it. Yeah. You know, so it's a cruel game, and it 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 really should start with the youngest old heads that's around them and that they grew up under. Mm-hmm. Like should be the ones that's really giving them direction. Well, that's the thing. I think that that's kind of what happened. I think with with the Drake and and uh, and. Um, and push a situation. And push a situation where you had Jay Prince stepping like, yo, this this is getting messy. Like, I think people need the 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 top tier people to kind of step in and just kind of give guidance. I think more of that would would kind of prevent a lot of things. Yeah. And especially even being an artist, um, there's always that macho machismo thing where there's a very very thin line between being an artist and then having to prove that you know a lot of the lyrics that you're saying. I give you I think, a perfect example, not to cut you off. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was years ago. You know, I told y'all Tretch was one of the artists that I looked up to or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we had a show with them niggas, and uh, we was, like, staying at the same hotel. And this was, like, around the time we was beefing with the locks and all that. So uh, they was they had called me and Mac, like, some of Tretch people. And it's like, Tretch wanted to talk to y'all. So I'm hyped. Like, oh, it's Tretch. I'm like, all right, come on, Mac. Let's go talk <laughs> to Tretch. So uh, we go talk to Tretch. And Tretch like, yeah, man, y'all really need to stop the beefing and like the shit ain't good for the music and uh, and Mac like, man, I'm Tretch, I'm not trying to hear that shit. <laughs> I'm like, Mac, that's Tretch, nigga, chill out. Like, listen to what Tretch got to say. Mac like, free man, I don't give a fuck about none of this shit. <laughs> but he was trying to school us, like yeah. you know what I'm saying. And you know, I definitely respected it because I had a lot of love for Tretch, mm-hmm. but. You know, this is a perfect example how two different people had two different mind states about it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Even though not for nothing, I was with Beans. That's probably one of the most classic battles ever in life. Yeah, that that yeah. shit, was, I don't think they'll ever have anything like that ever nah. again. Like, that was a moment. That's when yeah, niggas was, was dropping was records like 12 hours apart. Like, yeah. you you knew not to go on vacation, don't go nowhere. So, yeah, yeah I mean, nice. shout out to Trutch, but I'm rolling with Beans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm rolling with Beans on that one. Yeah. Um, How is Beans, Sue? When is, what? What, what, what's he's doing? He's what's doing, doing good, man. Yeah. He's doing good. He got a lot of music, uh, a lot of great material. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, he about to start releasing it soon. Yeah. You know, he just had a new baby. You okay, know, he, he's doing good, man. He's doing real good. Yeah, we Any, still, you know, be doing a lot of shows together. That's what I was gonna ask. So, yeah. are, are, you, are you guys still touring together? Because I know yeah, yeah, State Prop yeah. is still fluent. We still and, get a lot. Happening. We still get a so, lot of shows together. Okay, you know what I'm saying. So, yeah. catch us somewhere together. Yeah, word. I need a ticket or something. <laughs> I got I got to see. <laughs> Um, I mean, I guess that's that's really it. I mean, I'm I'm fascinated just by your journey. I'm definitely going to keep paying attention to it because I th- I think it's important, especially just how you're conducting yourself. And again, um, the maturity is is important. I yeah, think most definitely. And and yeah. I like that you're bestowing a lot of knowledge on the younger people, especially black folks, because we need that yeah. now more than ever. Yeah, it's needed, man. Somebody got to do it. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, I guess if, if you even see my boy Meek, you know. Starting to, you know, drop some some science on him with, with his new single that he got. But know? even that, talk to me. How, what's what's the difference that you see in Meek now? Like Meek before he was locked up to Meek now, because I we said it a lot. His he's he's different. He's mature. Even I mean, he even, always he always gave you good material, and he always gave you a street p- perspective from from his eyes. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But it's just, now he's just being a little more open, mm-hmm. and you know. He doing it for the people. Yeah. Now, even more than what he did before. A ma- there's a maturity with him. I, we said this before. Um, I'm not happy it happened to him, but I think I'm. I'm he was the perfect candidate to mm-hmm. then take things. He's just, to the, he re- well, I feel about it is he realizes his position and he yeah, realizes what yeah, he needs to do. Definitely. And definitely. He, he's taking full advantage of it and he's doing it, man. Yeah. And it's good, man. You know, because it's needed. You mm-hmm. know, Meek. 
is right now. Like the youngins, they love him. He, he's on top. He has everybody's attention. So who better than him? Yeah. To put the message out there, you know, and you know, his situation, how the people have been taking advantage of him, and how mm-hmm. how, how he haven't been getting a fair shot. You know, he's the yeah. perfect person for it, man. I'm glad that he's stepping up and 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 being that spokesperson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you too. Um. I mean, outside of that, what else? You, what else can we expect from you? you? You dropped the album. What else are you working on? Uh, just more, just more music. You know, I'm like 16, 17 in on the next project. Oh, you already locked in? Yeah, we we working, man. We not stopping. You know, okay. this, this just the beginning. I feel like this was just opening the door. You know, getting people familiar with me back on the mainstream. Okay. And we ready to go, man. You know, more. You know, movies, music. Mm-hmm. You know, we here to conquer it all. Yeah. Well, we'll be definitely looking out for yeah. it. Appreciate um, it. Hopefully, some more collaborations with me and Royce for him one time. Yeah, that that needs to happen. I'm calling Royce. That that, that needs to happen. Cause yeah, yes, sir. I feel like certain artists bring out the best in people, and yeah, I feel yeah. like you you you're one of those people that when you get on a record, it it, it comes across clear of what's happening or what's about to happen. I should yeah. say. So yes, yeah, definitely. I'm gonna scream at Royce about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but with that said. Um, Definitely check out Free's project, Think Free. Um, amazing body of work. Um, and also, obviously, his, his social media. It's, it's very inspirational, and as well as it's insightful. Um, uh, with that said, I'm Brandon Kilabiachal. I'm Aaron Ashley Simon. I'm the best beard in the business, Philadelphia Freeway. Hey! hey. <laughs> <laughs> and we out. Grass, 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 grass.